Welcome to Cross Channels, a brand new podcast in which a Yank, that's me, Dan Epstein, and a Brit, that's him, Tony Fletcher, discuss and debate the different ways that certain bands and artists and genres have been received on the other side of the pond. We are writers, we are music lovers, we are also musicians, and we are willing to debate our passions as long as the beers keep flowing. And I'll drink to that. Cross channels. Exclusively on our Substacks. Episode 3. God Save the Sex Pistols. Ah, the Sex Pistols. Yes. How do uh, we want to start this discussion? Well, I mean, how did you first find out about the Sex Pistols, Tony? I am wondering if I had heard of the name before my friend, he is still my friend, John Matthews, came into school in the third year in December 1976 and said, did you watch, um, did you see Bill Grundy last night? There was this band on there, they swore they swore their heads off. It was effing brilliant. And I am not entirely sure if I knew the band's name before then. Now, logic would suggest that maybe I should have done. I think it's worth pointing out. We're talking 1976. I was 12. I was a mad music fan. Um, but I also need to say that things had gone askew in the UK because when I was eight, nine, ten, music was great fun. The glam rock was great fun. Everybody was on board. And then when I was 11 and 12, fortunately I had The Who. That's one band I, you know, I never lost. But um, I was trying to hang out with the bigger kids, and successfully so. They took me under their wing. And so I was listening to a lot of hard rock because they were, and I was trying to be into Yes. And, <laughs> um, you know, there's some records I'm proud to have, and I would borrow records, and I only get to buy a couple. Um, I did see The Who play at Charlton in 1976. And looking back on it, despite the fact they remain my favorite band ever, looking back on it, it was just an advert for why punk had to happen. Yeah. It was sort of 70,000 tickets sold and God knows how many forgeries, at least 10,000, in a football stadium that was three and a half sides open to the rain. And being England and summer, of course, it rained all day long. <laughs> Now, I was used to standing in, on football terraces in the rain, but only for 90 minutes, not for like seven or eight hours. Um, there was a hooligan element there. I mean, everybody was a hooligan at the time. It was uh, rough as all hell. And um, even though I think, you know, the Who did their best, it, it, it was not what rock and roll was meant to be about. So there's a lot of reasons that, that, that punk had to happen. Um, so that's when I first heard of the Sex Pistols. When would you have first heard of them? It's it's hard to remember. I'm I'm going to say 1978. I think I think probably around the time that they uh, had they launched their ill-fated U U.S. tour, and the um, which we'll get back to. But I think the you know it's it's like I would have heard of them through various news programs that were sort of treating. The arrival of the Sex Pistols on U.S. territory is like you know this novelty, like oh here's these crazy guys from 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 England. They're the big thing there. Let's see what they do here. I hear they're outrageous. Yeah, and and to be honest, that's not that different than the um, than than the interview with Bill Grundy, 
which was much the same thing. But I think, so, so how old were you then at the start so, of 1978? I would have been 11. Yeah. So I think anybody who's listening who's older than us, uh, you know, may have been, you know, hip enough, certainly in the USA where the, you know, they were importing the music papers if they were part of the New York scene. Right. They'd have known about the pistols, known the records. Similarly, I want to point out my older school friends, um, particularly my older friends on the football terraces. Uh, that was really the group that took me under their wing. Um, they were all big Ramones fans when the Ramones here. Nice. Um, so they were on board and they may have talked to me about the Sex Pistols, but um, realistically at 12, I wasn't going to be going to clubs and the fun had gone out of rock music. Um, there is no doubt about that. And for all my love of the Who and the fact that I was trying to be a serious rock fan, um, you know, I, I was also sort of, you know, prepubescent, but post my little eight-year-old, nine-year-old, ten-year-old love of glam rock. And I, w I was too young to be a Bowie kid. Um, I was too old to sort of be, you know, I, I didn't, we were all, we'd all dropped the glam thing by now. And people like ABBA weren't particularly doing it for me. 10CC, Paul McCartney, Supertramp. All that stuff was around, and I may have pretended to like it in, in to different degrees, but I was probably waiting for something to happen. Right. Whereas for me, I mean, you know, what you say about older older folks, I mean, I have a lot of friends in L.A. and New York and Chicago who are, you know, four or five years older than me, you know, who were aware of the Sex Pistols and, you know, were interested and, you know, were buying the records and, and you know, on import and, and all that. But for me... You know, I was just barely becoming aware of popular music. I was, you know, I hadn't even begun buying records yet. I was, if I was listening to the radio, I was listening to the AM pop stations. You know, the the groups that I liked that I could even identify at that point were like, were, were ABBA and ELO and um, Queen. And, you know, I really... So, like, you know, I w would have had no idea even who the Ramones were at that point. And so the Sex Pistols, and, you know, we would, my friends, you know, in sixth grade and I would talk about what we'd heard about the Sex Pistols. And it became this sort of, like, boogeyman sort of thing. Like, you know, just, just like, our, 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 you know, kind of like what we, we knew about Iggy Pop because we grew up in Michigan but and it was the same sort of thing. We didn't really understand what he was doing musically. We just knew that he got on stage and was crazy. And so we thought that the Sex Pistols were kind of the same, but even crazier. And the thing that I remember very vividly, the rumor that went around the school was that the Sex Pistols, as part of their show, they bring out a big bowl and they all piss in it, and then they hand the bowl to the audience, and the audience drinks from it. And that concludes your free preview. Cross Channels is available exclusively to all paid subscribers of Jagged Time Lapse and Tony Fletcher Wordsmith. A paid subscription to either Substack will automatically allow you to hear our monthly podcast in full. Cross Channels. Exclusively on our Substacks. Substacks.